Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President Stacy Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. And now, it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. Live from 680 The Fan Studios in the Battery Atlantis, the Buck Baloo Show. Here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. DT still sick. Got David Hollowell in here today, or Holloway, to be correct. What's happening, y'all? Uh, no Ohio State football scheduled on the show today. <laughs> still getting a, I'm still getting hate for that, am I? So, uh, you know, maybe next time we'll have something ready for you. Yeah, it's whatever. I'm, a, I'm, I'm ready to go wherever we're going, man. Road Dog Gillespie, our producer, he's ready to roll today. Uh, a long day for Gillespie. You'll see him on TV later this evening. On the SEC Network, Georgia and Alabama going to run the floor. We'll talk about it a little later in the show. And congratulations, uh, Road Dog to Georgia Tech last night, taking down number three, North Carolina, on the hardwood. And we are the home of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Thus, you know, want to give them a little bit of credit. For uh, what happened last night? Oh man, it was it was a fun game to watch. Man, Carolina came out strong. Tech battled back. Um, they had a great game off the bench. So I think it was thirty nine points off the bench. But no, nah, Georgia Tech. It's weird whenever they get a big team coming into town. Man, they always play a top of their game. So I mean, credit to the Jackets for pulling off a big one over number three Carolina. Yeah, I saw them lose earlier this season. I was uh, over at the Stag in Athens. Watched Georgia take them down. Uh, earlier this season, as Road Dog uh, punches the fist toward the sky <laughs> on that one, we're going to get in trouble here. We better get to the big take. Bucks big take. All right, I tried to warn you, Falcons fans. I told you more than once. You were foolish enough not to appreciate the high-level quarterback performance Matt Ryan delivered to the organization. You scoffed, you criticized, you rolled your eyes, you made fun, and you refused to believe it. Well, here we are. Look at us now. Suffering through three consecutive years of low-level, embarrassing quarterback play. The result? Three consecutive losing seasons. We've been to hell and back under Arthur Smith and his quarterbacks here in Atlanta. The Falcons now have the opportunity to get the quarterback spot right. New coach, 
and the time is now to get it fixed. This will be the fourth straight year possessing a top 10 pick. And it's also the most opportune time to take a quarterback with the first-round pick. This draft class features five, count them, five elite-level quarterback prospects. Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, Michael Penix Jr., and Bo Nix. The Falcons have the eighth pick. It's time to go get your guy in the draft. Now is the time to make it happen. And then maybe we can finally replace the great Matt Ryan. Big Take brought to you by Daco Systems Heating and Air. For your HVAC repair, contact locally on Daco Systems at dacosystems.com. They are keeping Atlanta comfortable one home at a time. Now, you don't want to wait until next year to take a first-round quarterback in the draft. Quinn Ewers, Shadour Sanders, you got Drew Allard, Connor Wegman, Carson Beck, Tyler Van Dyke. Going to be there a year from now. I'm not sure any of those guys, if they were in the same draft with the five guys I just mentioned, would be rated higher than any of the five guys. So, looks like to me now's the perfect time to take a quarterback with the first-round pick for your Atlanta Falcons. So, they're busy. I'm, I'm hoping, um, I'm just counting on the fact the Falcons are in Mobile at the Senior Bowl, and they're taking a good long look at Michael Penix Jr. and Bo Nix, who are at the Senior Bowl. Kayla Williams is not there. Drake Bay is, uh, May is not there. Jaden Daniels is not competing there because they, well, they could be the uh, first three players taken in the upcoming draft. So they, uh, they've been told there's no way that you can improve your status. So why go? Penix Jr. and Bo Nix are trying to improve their status. So hopefully the Falcons are down there checking it out, evaluating these guys, getting to know Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr. and getting ready to take one of them in the draft. All right, let's uh, let's see what's popping out there. We got some things going on. Need to hit it. Let's find out what's popping. Senior Bowl, day number one yesterday, and how about Lad McConkey, man? He's making some noise down there in Mobile. An amazing route runner, that's what those NFL personnel guys were seeing yesterday. McConkey, embarrassing. Some of those defensive backs trying to cover him, showing off amazing route running, quickness, creating separation against cornerbacks and defensive backs. Clearly impressing NFL coaches with his performance yesterday in day number one. Saw McConkey running off the field and Mike Tomlin, Pittsburgh Steelers, reached out to give him a little slap of the hand, basically saying, man, I saw you, kid. I saw you out there balling. Now, I don't think the Falcons coaches were paying attention. They never take Georgia players. 
But uh, Lad was showing off great hands. Looks to me like one of the top-rated slot receivers in the draft. And if he keeps this up, his stock's going to rise. Came into this thing regarded as a third or fourth round pick in the upcoming draft. Well, tell you, you keep Lad McConkey keeps doing what he's doing yesterday. He's looking like a second round pick. So you're talking about some big time money moving up like that. I would expect Lad McConkey is going to be very impressive in the interviews too that take place down at the Senior Bowl. Behind the scenes, he's he's already got outstanding tape for these personnel guys to check out during his career at Georgia. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, Lad McConkey is making some money at the Senior Bowl so far, and I'm looking for that to continue down there. Hey, Jim Harbaugh's in the news, the new L.A. Chargers head coach. Harbaugh reportedly, did you see the numbers? That guy. Now, typically, these head coaching contracts are kept undercover. You got to dig hard to be able to find some of this. I was digging hard last night doing some show prep and able to uncover what apparently is the numbers for Jim Harbaugh and the L.A. Chargers reportedly receiving a five-year contract worth $80 million. So let me do the math for you. $16 million a year. Now, Michigan, you may have seen uh, Michigan Holloway Reportedly offering Harbaugh 10 years, $125 million to stay put, be the Wolverines head coach there. That You, know, you can do the math on that one, $12.5 million a year. It takes a special kind of stupid to go to Michigan willingly, but it also takes an even more special kind of stupid to stick around when the NCAA is coming after him and going to drop the hammer. So uh, so Jim <laughs> took, the tail, took his tail between his legs and ran away. Uh, well, he did get a big pay raise. He did. No, NFL an NFL job is going to be better than college job money wise. But twelve point five million or sixteen million? I think I'd take the sixteen million. Yeah, that, that basic math tells you that's probably the right idea. Plus, you don't have to recruit. You have to deal with NIL. It's not easy to make make people want to go there. You but don't you have know. to talk to NCAA investigators. Yeah, that's a big that's a big thing people want to avoid. Yeah, I could definitely attest to that. Best I can tell, there's only one coach, one coach in the NFL making more money than Jim Harbaugh. And that would be Sean Payton in Denver, who reportedly is making $18 million a year. And the Broncos still kind of stink a little bit. Now, I did see, uh, you know, this is interesting, too, when you got the Chargers now in L.A. So there's some competition going on between the Chargers and Rams. And I wonder if this factored in is McKay, uh, McVay, I'm sorry, McVay, or uh, the uh, head coach for the L.A. Rams is reportedly making $15 million a year. So the Spanos family competing with the Rams organization, they're paying their coach $1 million more than the Rams are paying theirs. Who's won a Super Bowl. Uh, Back to the Senior Bowl coverage here. Michael Penix Jr., I enjoyed watching practice yesterday on TV. And what Penix Jr. put on a really good show. 
And there's a chance the Falcons would not have to move up to get Penix and take him with that first-round pick. Falcons sitting at number eight of the first round, the eighth selection. Right now, looks like they'd be able to get Penix Jr. with that eighth pick. And he was busy yesterday showing off high-level skill set, spinning that thing, man, back in the pocket, making all the throws, impressive in these interviews. And uh, the interviews right now are going on. you got like five teams meeting with these players at the same time. Five teams. And all five teams were peppering Penix Jr. with questions about his health and his right knee where he had two ACLs. Now, he's been three years clean with those ACL injuries, tears. And Penix Jr. trying to get out in front of this Hired some big-name doctor, highly thought-of doctor, that has given him the thumbs up. It's okay. The knee is fine. Nothing to hold him back at this point in time. Knee is stronger than it's ever been before. And that is the message that Penix Jr. is passing along to these NFL teams. They're going to be prodding him big time when it comes to the medicals. But I'll tell you what, I like his skill set. Boy, he'd look good in a Falcons uniform, I'm just saying. All right, coming up next, grab the shades. We go into the club as we break down Bo Nix. Plus, hang out with Mort. Stick around for that. Got the Buck Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 937. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. You're listening to the Buck Blue Show on the Fan 680 and 93.7. We're streaming at 680thefan.com. Click and watch the show. And listen on the Fan mobile app. Driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Check them out up and coming. Let them wow you. And be listening to the Locker Room Show Monday through Friday, 6 to 10, here on The Fan. They have got it going on. 
They're uh, qualifying five trips, five of you to win trips to Sandals Duns River in Jamaica, Jamaica, Mon. And so you got to be listening, and you got to know the keyword each day. You can get qualified to win one of those five trips. Simply uh, check out the 680 The Fan social media accounts at Facebook, Instagram, and X before the show. Then tune in to the locker room each weekday. And when prompted, be the first caller and correctly identify the keyword of the day. And you are qualified to win one of those great trips. Sandals, Duns River, Jamaica. Man, I could use one of those right now. How about you, Hollowell? Got to be 21 or older and a legal resident of Georgia to be able to walk away a winner. Let's get to Chris Mortensen. The best NFL insider in the business is only on the fan. This is ESPN's NFL insider, Chris Mortensen. Mort, I was watching football practice yesterday. Man, I love the Senior Bowl. Seeing those guys working out. I know all the teams have personnel folks on site. Checking out these prospects, getting ready for the draft. Uh, how about you, Mort? Were you watching yesterday? Did you see Lad McConkey making some noise down there in Mobile? I did. I did. I just, uh, I just talked to somebody, a personnel guy who's who's down there, because I was so impressed. I knew it was going to be a better senior bowl because of the admission of juniors now. Right, but. Yesterday, for a first day, was so impressive. And I'm, not, I'm talking about linemen, receivers, uh, that I, I want to know if it was as good as I thought it was. And this personnel guy told me it's even better and was really excited about the day's practices. Got a couple so of quarterbacks that... Looking to move up in the draft, Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr. down there, and really interested in watching those guys more. Day number one looked like Penix was throwing that thing around pretty nice. He did, but the guy who who uh, consistently, apparently, uh, maybe moved up or is moving up is Bo Nix. Uh, Penix has still got mixed, and, and they're looking forward to seeing more this week. Whether he can, whether he can uh, solidify, whether he's even a first rounder. I'm not t- talking about a, a top fifteen guy. And Penix is uh, probably has the most curiosity about him. Yeah, everybody asking him about the knee that uh, was surgically repaired twice. I think he's been clean with the knee for three years now. So, yeah, he's going to be talking a lot about that. Mort, what do you hear? What's the latest with the Bears? They've got the number one pick. They've also got Justin Fields. Uh, Caleb Williams uh, looks to be, most people would say, is the number one rated quarterback coming into the draft. Uh, Mort, what's the latest? What are the Bears plan on doing? Well, we don't know. I think. I mean, they talk. They're talking up fields, which means it's going to be Caleb Williams. In other words, I think they're setting up fields for a trade, and uh, and I think most people, uh, most people in their position, would take Caleb Williams. Uh, you know, it, it, it's you've heard a lot of people who have, have said this. 
it's uncanny how much Caleb Williams reminds you of Patrick Mahomes at the same stage. And remember, Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech did not have a winning record. But the things that he could do were beyond anybody else. And uh, I I think that's the way they go. But uh, you know, if they decide to keep deals, then that pick's going to be worth a whole so much. And, and and you and I have talked the Falcons at eight. You know they they just sit back and 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 take a Bo Nix at eight, or or if you if really felt Penix was going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, if you if you want Jaden Daniels like, like you do, and and oh by the way, you're not wrong in my opinion. Uh, That's good to know. <laughs> well, well, well like, like you could, you could care. Uh, but anyways, it, it's it's you do have to move. I think you have to get the number one. If you got a quarterback that you covet, and, and I would say in this case, two guys coveted should be Caleb Williams and Jaden Daniels. Drake May is is, is you know, somebody just told me you know he could end up being you know you know like a Hall of Famer. Or he could end up being a, a a really good starter for ten years. Yeah, it looks like a work in progress. Special. Yeah, exactly. So uh, you know, to me, be the Falcons, you got to be willing to spend. And somebody, the people will say, "Well, that'll take you three number ones and and, and a couple of number twos. And I say, "So what? What are you going to do without a quarterback? Got to get your guy." No doubt about if, it. If it's your if it's your guy, if you believe he's that good, you just go get him. And uh, and I'll be interested to see what the Falcons uh, do in that respect. Yeah, we've moved on now with Raheem Morris being named the head coach. We've got the big press conference coming up on Monday. Jimmy Lake joining him as the defensive coordinator. Zach Robinson, the offensive coordinator. Looks like Raheem's putting together a pretty good staff here in Atlanta. Very good staff, and I think uh, that's what you were looking for. And and in Raheem, the thing about it is when you talk to people in the league, I haven't heard anybody, I'm talking about internally, second-guess the, the hiring of Raheem, but rather praising it. Yeah. Now, I'll say this. Well, there's a lot of talk about Bill Belichick, and he was definitely in the running. It's Mike Vrabel that I'm still shocked hasn't been hired. Well, only two jobs left, so the Commanders and Seahawks and Ben Johnson and Bobby Slowick have decided that they're just going to stay where they're at, running offenses, not ready to make the jump into being a head coach in this league. What do you make of that, Mort? Well, I like it. Uh, These guys are in their 30s. I mean, when you're a coordinator... I mean, it's something that you just—it's it, a big job, and 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 you feel sometimes you like need more time. That to become a head coach at that age, I mean, obviously there've been some guys like Sean McVay who pulled it off. It's just a lot. Being a head coach is so much more massive than being a coordinator, which is a big job. And I just think it takes a lot of maturity. Mike Holmgren, Holmgren did that. When he was with the 49ers, he turned down head coaching jobs to stay where he was at. 
and the time doesn't feel right for those guys. And I know it's a well, you could have been making, you know, uh, six million dollars or whatever. <laughs> it's I I just I I think it shows maturity on those guys' part, not to just take the first job. Then maybe it doesn't work, and you're a failure, and people don't come back to you as quickly as you think. Hear anything about who the commanders and Seahawks are looking to uh, lure in? Well, uh, the Seahawks are interviewing Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator of the Ravens today. So uh, he's, he's a guy that's of interest. Dan Quinn's in the running, should be. Uh, and I'm interested to see whether he gets hired if uh, if the Seahawks decide to go that way, but I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. Anybody want the commander's job? I don't know why not. I mean, you got a, a new owner there who hasn't been, you know, anybody that should scare you. The general manager, Adam Peters, is a good personnel guy. Uh, so I, I don't know why. Somebody wouldn't jump at that job, but what happens is, and oh, by the way, somebody mentioned this today. I, I heard it's like uh, on the guys like Johnson you know, who didn't take a job, they just lost the championship game. It's not a good time. They're, 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 emotionally, they're not at the right in the right place. So maybe waiting another week would be there, but uh, for them, I don't know why you wouldn't want that commander's job. More than any chance if the Chiefs, say, won the Super Bowl, beat the 49ers, that Andy Reid would retire. You know, a year ago, there were some of those whispers going around. What about now? You hearing yeah. anything? Well, I'm hearing stuff, but I'm also hearing denials. Uh, I'm hearing stuff for a variety of reasons. I'm not going to be shocked if he does. Uh, but, man, when you have a chance... It wouldn't a bunch because Patrick Mahomes looks like he he might be pretty good. <laughs> uh, Tough to walk away. But to walk away, just you know, because his grandkids are starting to get in, in, to an age. I mean, Andy's established himself, uh, and I think there's a part of Andy that you know, a part that wants to enjoy. You know, just being a granddad and so forth. Because we all know there have been some things that happened with his kids because of the time he spends coaching. Right. That maybe maybe he'd like to you know, get back to some of that. Because Andy is a, is a great man. He really is. Now, what I would like to know is, does that mean that Clark Hunt would go off and look at uh, Bill Belichick or Mike Babel? I don't know. Yeah. I mean... I mean, because, you know, I hear Mahomes loves Matt Nagy. And Mahomes is a big factor in this because of the money he makes. And they're, they're, they're needing him to cooperate with his contract uh, going forward. And the other thing is that Steve Spagno clearly is established as one of the top three defensive coordinators in this league. Yeah, he had a good plan this past weekend for sure. Sure did. More great stuff. We appreciate the inside info. Let's do it again next week. Get ready for the Super Bowl.
All right, buddy. Take Chris care. Mortensen, our NFL insider, join us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker Line. All right, folks, it's that time. Grab the shades, get the chain, because we go into the club. Going to the quarterback club. And let's take a close look at Bo Nix. Break down the former Auburn and Oregon quarterback. Right now, Bo is in Mobile at the Senior Bowl, and he's got one goal in mind, improving his draft stock, moving into the top 15. Now, right now, most people have Bo Nix ranked as the fifth quarterback in the draft behind Williams, May, Daniels, and Penix. Three things to like about Bo Nix. Number one. It's pretty obvious, right? His high-level playmaking skills, escaping, extending, creating, plays outside the pocket. Huge. Number two, Bo Nix's game experience. He's got 61 career starts at the major college football level, and that's the most in big-time college football. 61 starts, man. What a college career. And then number three, Bo Nix has got a tremendous competitive spirit, and he has also got a classy makeup, too, which I believe would allow him to lead grown men at the NFL level. Now to the red flags. One, the duck scheme well, it's RPO heavy. 37% of Bo Nix's throws were behind the line of scrimmage. Think about that first. 37% of the passes thrown behind the line of scrimmage. Thus, the nickname Bubble Screen Bo. So, running a pro-style drop-back system, processing the entire field. Well, it's going to be a big change for Bo Nix. Two. Bo Nix's weakness, when you look at his game, his weakness is fitting the ball into those intermediate zones with both velocity and accuracy. On throws of over 20 yards, Bo Nix has completed only 52% of his throws. So the accuracy level goes down big time with those intermediate throws. All right, in conclusion, Bo Nix, his athleticism, experience, and makeup it's going to give him a shot, most likely, as a first-round pick. There'll be a lot of quarterback-hungry teams that take a pass on Bo Nix because of his system quarterback reputation. Bo Nix, 6'2", 217, 24 years old. Not an elite arm, but he's got a big arm. He's got some arm talent. I, I just don't understand these folks that might downgrade one of these guys that are 23, 24 years old. I would, I think I would appreciate the maturity level. Well, that got more um, opportunity to see more film, see his reps, see how much he's grown over the past yeah, few years. Yeah, maturity level. He's grown up a little bit yeah. more. He's into the grown he, man stage skill now. Skill improvements, you know, et cetera. You know, there's a lot of um, stuff to be said about more experienced quarterbacks. I can totally agree with that. Yeah, so uh, keep an eye on Bo Nix. He's a guy on the move. Let's get to the Bulldog beat. The fans got a Georgia Bulldogs national champion on the beat. 25-20, far sideline, 15-10-5, get in there, touchdown! This is 
the Bulldog Beat with Buck Baloo. Presented by Georgia's own credit union and attorney Ken Nugent. Bulldogs running the floor at home at the Stag tonight against 24th-ranked Alabama. The Crimson Tide showing up. 6.30 tip there at the Stag. We've got a four-pack of tickets we want to give away right now to one of our listeners here to the Buck Baloo Show on 680 The Fan. Got a four-pack. Go see tonight's game. Should be a good one. Call 404-231-1680, the number. Road Dog Gillespie will get you set up and ready to go tonight. Alabama sitting there at 14-6, and 6-1 six, six and one in the SEC. And I was looking around the college football scene, doing a little show prep for today's show, seeing what I could learn. And Alabama is regarded as one of those national championship dark horse candidates as we sit here at this point in time in the season. You see Kansas mentioned a lot, and you're seeing Alabama mentioned a lot. Alabama, offensively, they're getting up and down the court, brother. I mean, they are scoring some points. Number one in college basketball in offensive efficiency. Number one. Nobody doing it better than them. Now, they're number 56 in adjusted defensive efficiency. So you can tell where their strength is, is running up and down the court, putting the ball in the basket. They are going to outshoot you. They're going to outrun you. So Georgia with their hands full in this game tonight. Bulldogs 14-6, and 4-3 and three in the SEC. So got an opportunity to move up and uh, possibly put, the, put themselves in a position to make this SEC, uh, uh, make the NCAA tournament. Uh, went over number 24 Alabama at home would be huge. Georgia also with South Carolina coming up this weekend, another quality basketball team who took down number five Tennessee last night in Knoxville. How about South Carolina now? 18 and 3, 6 and 2. Vols missed 10 layups. They were 12 and 20 at the free throw line. Gamecocks with nine new players coming off an 11 and 21 season from a year ago. Gamecocks are playing tough. They're going to show up in Athens on Saturday. So big week for the Georgia Bulldog men's basketball team. Coach White and the boys take down both uh, Alabama tonight and South Carolina on Saturday. And their hopes of making the big dance are going to go up. Hadn't seen Georgia in that big dance a lot lately. Be great to see him get back in there. I think this is Coach White. Obviously his best team. Only been there two years. But over the last handful of seasons, this is the best team I've seen Georgia have take the floor. Atmosphere has been great. And so our lucky winner is going to be a part of a uh, really good atmosphere there in Athens tonight. Appreciate you listening to the show. Coming back on the other side, we've got some NFL news we'll bounce through. And I want to congratulate one of the best I've ever been around. Stick around for that. You got the Buck Baloo Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7.
Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car-buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Got the Buck Blue Show on the fans, 680 and 93.7. Hope your hump day Wednesday's going well. Always great to have Mort on the show. Great insight. One of the all-time great NFL insiders. No Ohio State news, though, coming down from more at Though Holloway. That's <laughs> eh, whatever, honestly. Not every day can be, you know, Ohio State news. So, I mean. <laughs> now you're getting your feelings hurt. Oh, dude, uh, really, honestly, it's fine uh, with me. I'm, ex- I'm just too pumped for this next season, man. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, you guys should be in the mix. We're pumped, man. Oh, Buckeye Nation is ready. Might be the year, 2024, for the Ohio State Buckeyes. I say that a lot, man, so I'm kind of cautious about calling that this is our year because I say that a lot and we end up disappointing, so I'm watching myself. I'm cautiously optimistic. Hey, 12 teams getting the playoffs, so we're counting on both Georgia and Ohio State being there looking for the a little playoff. Looking for a little more good luck on the good guys' side this year than they did last time they faced off. So, I mean, yeah, that was... Pretty brutal. I still have nightmares about that game. All right, we're going to bounce through the NFL. It's going to be brought to you by our good friends at Ace Hardware, brought to you by your locally owned and operated Ace. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Getting ready for Super Bowl 58, Las Vegas, baby. And have you seen the ticket prices? My goodness. The cheapest ticket on the secondary market, this is before taxes and fees, too. You know, don't forget about the fees. There seems to be a lot of fees attached to these tickets. $8,145. I kid you not. Eight grand for a ticket to the Super Bowl. That's the cheapest. The cheapest. In the nosebleeds? The most expensive, $57,500. Wow. So the median cost for a ticket to get in, thirty-two grand. And just imagine how much it's going to cost you to fly into McCarran and get a hotel for the night. Or, hell, you probably have, might have to stay off strip 
and then get a get an Uber, which is going to be like a million dollars right there, and it'll drop you off nowhere near the stadium. I mean, yeah, man, I hear those numbers, and even if I was a 49ers or Chiefs fan, I'd be. I'm just saying, I'm gonna watch this one on TV. At least at the at least the people in Vegas can say, "Oh, I'll just I'll just go to the casino and gamble and watch it in the casino or in the sports book or something." At least you got that going for you. It'd save you about another eight thousand dollars. All right, the players. Uh, a lot of people wondering, okay, what are the players making by playing in the Super Bowl? Well, the winners' share will be one hundred and fifty-seven grand. That's it. One hundred and fifty-seven thousand. For the winning team, each player on that team getting 157k. The losers, 82,000 apiece. Uh, like for a second there, I thought you said a share of 157k. I'm like, wait a second. No, 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 that's per player. Okay, yeah, that you makes more sense. Three-man roster. That makes more sense. So the losers, 82 grand. Now imagine your family wants to come to the game. You lose. And that 82000 basically is going to be the cost for getting your family in the game. Yeah, room, board, I think food, I'd be everything. telling the family, uh, mom, dad, brother, sister, you might want to watch this one on TV. I'm just saying. And, uh, you know, your sister's probably, well, no, I want to see Taylor Swift. Well, you can see her on TV there, sis. Pretty costly stuff. All right, so I'm already uh, taking a look at the matchups in the game. And let me give you the, to me, the most compelling matchup in Super Bowl 58. And it's going to come with Chiefs on offense and the 49ers on defense. The Chiefs' right offensive tackle, Jawan Taylor, leads the NFL in penalties as far as offensive linemen go. Nobody has held more than Jawan Taylor. And he's facing Nick Bosa, who could be a terror on most Sundays. Bosa, tremendous football player, outstanding pass rusher, going up against Jawan Taylor. You think Mahomes is saying, hey, man, if you got to hold him, hold him. We can make up the 15 yards. I don't need Bosa hanging all over me all game long. Yeah, uh, get more turf in his mouth than he does on his cleats after that case. Yeah, so uh, keep an eye on that matchup. Juwan Taylor, the Chiefs' right tackle, blocking Nick Bosa. Rushing Patrick Mahomes. That's going to be huge. Don't forget, you also got Chase Young on that D-line, too. If you got him coming at you, you're yeah, also... I've not really been trouble. impressed with him watching him in the playoffs. He'll be up against Donovan Smith, one of the most highly rated offensive tackles well, on that side of the ball. It's tough for him to get down, get to Mahomes, but, you know, you can still have yourself an explosive game and still still yeah. ball out. So you never... Don't discount anybody in this game, but, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a fun one to watch, that's for sure. I'm really pulling for Brock Purdy to Mr. Irrelevant to get him a ring. That'd be, that'd be awesome. a great story for him. All right, we got Tom Brady in the news. He is getting ready to be the Fox lead analyst for the upcoming NFL season, replacing Greg Olson, who never could seem to get that knot in his tie pulled up correctly on the shirt. He always seemed a little bit sloppy with that one. Olson did a really good job with his analysis. 
Not the sharpest dressed guy out there. But uh, Tom Brady's already started working it. Uh, reportedly, he's had some dry runs with Kevin Burkhart in Fox Studios, trying to get used to being working with each other and Fox trying to get a handle on what Brady's going to bring to the table. So they've already called some fake games in the Fox Studios. Tell you what, high expectations for Brady. I mean, his resume tops as far as all the Super Bowls, all the publicity he's gotten through the years with that 23-year career. High expectations for Brady stepping in for Greg Olson. Wonder how that's going to go. I mean, it's one of those things. It's One could be, like, really good at analyzing the game. It takes a, it takes a really other kind of talent to be able to break it down for fans like Tony Romo is really good at this he's really good at you know breaking things down the way people can understand we'll see if Brady is as good at that as Tony is that's the one that's what I will kind of make the comparison to I'm I'm not really sure how this is going to go I'm very curious to see how Brady will do on TV yeah Brady reportedly signed a 10-year 375 million dollar contract with Fox to be their lead analyst so huge expectations for Brady in the 2024 NFL season. Uh, Romo, by the way, you brought up Tony Romo. He's going to be honored during Super Bowl week next in Las Vegas. He's going to be presented with the Pat Summerall Award for the fine job he's done at CBS as their lead analyst on NFL football. Romo never could seem to shave on uh, those days where they had a game. Never clean-shaven, Tony Romo, but tell you what, he got off to rave reviews, but he's been often criticized here recently. I think maybe people get a little bit tired of him. He's been at it since 2017, and what back I miss, when what? Romo was getting started, boy, everybody was raving on the job Romo was doing on CBS as the lead analyst, but here lately, man, he's been often criticized, Lear. Got a problem with Romo? Honestly, not really. All right. He's a little annoying sometimes. Never could seem to shave on game day, though. I just remember him breaking his back that game. You remember that? Yeah, he got hit a few times, didn't he? Hey, if you didn't make it to Braves Fest, you might have heard Road Dog talking about it. They've asked me to read it, too. 680 The Fan has you up to date with audio and video interviews from Braves players, coaches, and even Alex Anthopoulos, the general manager. Get caught up on all the news and interviews from Braves Fest. Go to 680thefan.com slash Braves Fest. Tap the app or search 680 The Fan. Search 680 The Fan on YouTube, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, and Roku. And there's some Super Bowl news for you today. We uh, have a down week. Get ready for the Super Bowl next week. Must be nice. It's time for the final word, Lear. I'm glad you finally showed up. The final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers. Keeping Georgia green since 1955. <laughs> Holloway was talking some Ohio State football. He was freaking out, man. He had to go. Yeah, he needed to get over there to the Chuck Oliver he show. Bolted. All right, one of the all-time greats is retiring today. 
sports information director at the University of Georgia for the last 45 years, the great Claude Felton, his last day on the job, got started back in 1979, just a couple of months after I showed up at Georgia. And I think my insight is a little different than most others uh, in the media because, look, I... I was a quarterback at the time when Claude showed up to be the SID, and I've uh, sure appreciated him as a player and certainly appreciated him as a member of the media. Claude, always cool and calm, seemed to always have your best interest in mind, whether you were a player or a member of the media. Always helpful and straight with you on request as a member of the media. And during our 45 years together, you know, only disagreed with Claude Felton one time. And it was his first year on the job, Media Day in 1979. We had a quarterback competition going on at the time. I was competing with Jeff Pybron to be the number one quarterback. So we have Media Day where all the media shows up. Was it really a competition, Buck? It was a competition. And the media shows up, and Claude had planned a photo shoot with me and Pyburn. And what he had in mind was both me and Jeff in our football uniforms, without the helmets. Uh, we would stand behind our All-American center, Ray Donaldson, as if we were taking a snap from Donaldson at the same time. So you got me and Jeff Pybron with our hands under Donaldson pretending as though we're about to take the snap. And let me just say that was really uncomfortable. Sounds racy. Really uncomfortable. I'm not talking about the hands on another man's butt. I'm talking about your prime competitor standing right there next to you with all these media members looking and gawking and all the photographers all the video getting shot, and here you are. Okay, just a few more minutes, guys. Yeah, hold that pose. And that was the only thing I could come up with as far as disagreeing with the great Claude Felton. What a great run. Hall of Famer, everybody loves him. Everybody's going to miss him. Claude, it's time to go fishing, my friend. You deserve it. It's going to do it for the Buck Blue Show today. Appreciate you hanging out Monday through Friday, 10 to 11. Got Nick and Chris coming up next. Stay tuned for that here on The Fan. Thanks and go dog. Hey, everybody. Buck Blue here. And as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the vice president, Stacy Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. Fifty years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. 
Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.